Um, as I said, I'm really honored and privileged uh, that I have the opportunity to welcome you to this, which is an inaugural meeting of what we've come to call the Mapungubwe Dialogues under the theme Agenda 2063 at 10, consolidating the gains made over the past decade and keeping the momentum towards the second 10-year implementation plan 2024-2034. I had hoped that Minister Lamini Zuma would be able to join us today given that she is really the pioneer of Agenda 2063. Unfortunately, other duties have made it impossible for her to, to join us, but I hope at future iterations and discussions, uh, she will be able to be part of our discussions. The Mapungube Dialogues is a series of informal discussions bringing together members of the diplomatic corps from the continent who are based in South Africa, particularly in Pretoria, and drawing in senior leaders from DERCO and other departments in government. We also attempt to draw in think tanks uh, based in South Africa, African Union uh, organizations located in South Africa, such as the African Union Development Agency or Auda Nepad, the African Peer Review Mechanism, and the Pan-African Parliament, as well as representatives of the African Development uh, Bank. We hope this uh, consortium of great thinkers uh, will from time to time come together and reflect in South Africa on key issues of importance to our continent and hopefully begin to articulate what it is we need to do to do better. The Mapungubwe Dialogues is inspired by the Mapungubwe Kingdom, which existed in the Limpopo region of South Africa during the period 1075 AD. I'm told that the name Mapungubwe, the word means a place of wisdom. The aim of the dialogues is to create a platform of engagement and to tap into collective wisdom on issues affecting the continent and I suppose the globe because we're so affected by the globe and in the process of engagement, persuade and influence each other on the opportunities and challenges that confront us and how our own organization, the African Union, should position itself to ensure that we make progress in achieving the objectives of Agenda 2063 and therefore creating the Africa we want. I'm looking forward to your open and frank insights on the theme that we've chosen today, but do recall that I've said intellectual discourse. Frank insights can mean you say what you really think, but it's not really useful intellectually. So I hope the frank insights will be those that inform, those that advance, those that build, because this is what we need on, on the continent. You would be aware that 2023 marks 10 years since we adopted Agenda 2063, our blueprint. Its adoption was really a milestone for our continent. There was extremely wide consultation on its various chapters and priorities, 
among countries throughout the continent, public meetings were held, academics and others were engaged, and the intention was that we would arrive at a people-centered instrument and policy document. In adopting Agenda 2063, our heads of state and government of the African Union at the Assembly stated a bold declaration that they wished not to bequeath to future generations an African continent damaged by never-ending conflicts, extreme poverty, and underdevelopment. So our focus today on Agenda 2063 is intentionally chosen to provide an opportunity for deep reflection on the gains we've made in implementation of this program over the past decade, and to perhaps express some views on priorities that we would want to see focused upon as we move into the next stages of implementation of our agenda, particularly the second 10-year phase. Of course, we've had some progress. We've had the entry into force of the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. We've also seen increased internet penetration across the continent. And we've seen quite a significant growth in infrastructure, particularly logistics related to trade. So these are notable achievements uh, that we must uh, celebrate. And I'm sure if we were to sit down and do a careful iteration and assessment of progress, we'd find there's much more to be recorded. Of course, as Africa, we face the perennial set of challenges that continue to bedevil our continent. These include a rise in incidents of terrorism, violent extremism, and some radicalization, all of which have now begun to affect all five regions of our continent. We've also witnessed, and saw it just a few days ago, the resurgent of unconstitutional changes of government on our continent. For a long time, we believe the issue of unconstitutional changes of government were a thing of the past, as our good governance and democratization initiatives seemed to have gained traction and were beginning to make significant achievements. But of course, the rise in poverty the rise in unemployment and underdevelopment, all of which were exacerbated by various financial crises and intensified by the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, have had a hazardous impact on our progress. We also must recognize the effects of climate change as playing a very serious role in reversing our gains and also recognize that global affairs affect us as much as our own local or continental affairs. And thus, the continued conflict between Russia and Ukraine is another challenge that impacts on our ability to achieve progress. Recognizing the challenges is important, but we shouldn't 
cause this recognition to lead us into a state of a lack of fear and lack of confidence. We remain a continent with huge potential. We are one of the most resource-rich continents. We have an abundance of natural resources, arable land, water, and a youthful population. With proper planning and effective use of these positive attributes, we believe that the aspirations of Agenda 2023 can be realized. The key question is, what instruments, what vehicles do we use to make this a reality? So given this really challenging context, I look forward to the insights from our panelists and further elaboration on some of the issues that I've highlighted. I'm looking forward to hearing your views on how you believe we have done in the first 10 years of implementation and how we can better navigate the next 10 years. I'm pleased that we are joined by a number of ambassadors this afternoon. We have in our midst ambassadors of Eritrea, Kenya, Egypt, and many other representatives from missions that are representative of countries on the continent. And I'm really thrilled that we also have representatives from the African Union who will help to further enrich our deliberations. Of course, I must remind you all that today is August 1. And so this is the start of the Women's Month in South Africa. August is a special month for us in our calendar year as we recall the tireless sacrifices that women endured in the fight against apartheid and also recognize the role that women continue to strongly play in our country. It is during this month that we recognize the strides we've made in advancing women's empowerment, not just in South Africa, but continent-wide. It is therefore not a coincidence that we decided to kickstart these dialogues by having a panel made up largely of women. And of course, we must mention that during the recent African Continental Free Trade Area Business Forum, held in Cape Town in April this year, we had an important event where her AFCFTA was launched. Her AFCFTA is a movement for a new generation of capacity building in trade that mobilizes for the success of women in implementing the African continental free trade area. So there's much that we should be doing. There's much that forms part of all of us, our agenda. None of what needs to be done in Africa can be isolated as belonging to a particular person, institution, or entity. The obligations of development of Africa are obligations all of us must share together. So I'm really grateful that you are present here today with immense intellectual capacity to provide new and fresh ideas 
to our deliberations. I am sure that if you make this dialogue today go well, we will see you at dialogue two, three, four, five, and so on. I'm looking forward to a vibrant discussion, and I thank you for supporting this endeavor. I'm really glad to see that some universities are present here, because I felt that the academic core is not giving us sufficient research outcome focused on Agenda 2063. I know some of you are doing work in this area, and I hope as you contribute in the deliberations, you will share with us some of your findings, some of the research that you've been leading, which tells us uh, where we are. I suspect much of our views of Africa are often based on conjecture, on gossip, and not on academic work. And so I am looking forward to hearing from the researchers today whose daily bread is formal evaluation and monitoring of what we're doing as Africa to address our development goals. So I thank you very much, and I now happily declare the inaugural Mapungube Dialogues open. Thank you.